Hey you, my entrepreneurial friend. Of 10 years of running my coaching business, I am going to finally teach business. And of course, I'm going to teach business with human design. Because the thing that I've discovered over the last decade is that the way everyone else taught me to run a business didn't freaking work for me. So over this last decade, to create a multiple seven-figure business, I've broken all the rules. I have done everything my way. I have looked experts in the face and downright said no, all to create something I love with greater ease and flow that literally is changing the world. And the best part is it doesn't feel like work at all. It feels like I get to hang out with my best friends and I am having a huge impact on the planet at the same time. So if you own a business that you want to finally maybe start, grow, or even scale, then come and join me on the 9th of May to discover how your human design can create the most beautiful, authentic success for you. For all the details, follow the link in the show notes. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. Today, I have got a special guest joining me at the request of one of the fabulous listeners to talk about what it's like to be in a relationship with a projector and a manifester. My wonderful husband, welcome to the podcast, Justin. Why, thank you, Emma. Lovely to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Already stealing the show. Okie dokie. Yeah, so today what we're going to talk about is really just our real life experience of being in a relationship with someone who is quite a different energy type. Um, I think that we talk a lot about these things um, from a knowledge point of view, but as you guys know, especially my ADX, HDX program, we do a lot of the in real life, so we run these panels, and because Dujon, the amazing Dujon, who was on the Guys in Human Design podcast, made a request just to have a chat about um, relationships and being a projector and a manifesting generator in um, a relationship on the podcast... I think we'll probably end up running these panels in HDX as well because one of the things we've really discovered with the panels um, doing type strategy authority we're just about to head into all the centers is that we're really starting to learn what it's like in reality as opposed to just from the textbooks and and what a lot of teachers are teaching there are definite um, nuances that we're learning from the in real life experience and let's be honest human design is an experiment right Um, So today we're going to talk about, we're just going to have a little bit of a discussion about how Justin and I navigate um, human design, Uh, sorry, how we navigate our designs in a relationship. 
And I actually thought one funny story to start the session with, which I think really um, talks a lot to our different energy types, is how the first time, the first time I ever heard about human design, it was actually you. It was you that brought it to me. Do you remember that? I do. I do remember. I came home and I'd, I'd done something or someone had told me something about it and I'd kind of looked into it and gone and done my chart and, you know, I wasn't overly interested until I realised I was a projector, which sounded awesome, um, because it is, by the way. Um, and then I was like, oh, right, this is cool. So if I'm one of you know, 14% of the population of projectors, that's really cool. I wonder what that means and, and then how that translates to the rest of my family and how they are how do they work together so that's why i brought it to you because it was just interesting yeah i love it and i remember very vividly that you you brought it to me and you had you'd gone really deep like you'd really sort of you were telling me all these finer points and details and there was part of me that like it really caught my interest but there was the mg part of me that was like piss off that's no don't tell me what I have to learn don't tell me like so it was really funny like even in that first little piece it was like that uninvited projector because I was like no you're in my world get out of my world yeah yeah so true so true and that was you know before knowing about the invitation I was very much the uninvited projector um you know without realizing yeah yeah so true so true so I suppose within relationship, given that um, for those of you, I know a lot of you already know the dynamics of our family, but um, you know that I'm an emotional MG, a 3-5 emotional MG. We've got two MG boys, one's a 1-4, one's a um, 2-4, and they're both sacral, and you are a 6-2 splenic projector. Correct. Yeah. So I suppose that one of the the big things that I think um, could be challenging, I'm trying to sort of look at this through the frame of people maybe getting into relationships or um, navigating challenges in the relationship. I think one of the the big things that's really shifted since us understanding our human design and doing a lot of our own work is I do take up a lot of space energetically. I mean, I'm pretty little compared to you physically, but I take up a lot of space energetically, don't I? You do. But I think, um, if I can jump in, I, th- I think one of the things for me is is knowing, it, for, for those listening that are interested in how it works in a relationship, it gives you an acceptance. It certainly does for me, because Same. it makes me accept who you are. Uh, and yeah, you're not a bossy boots know-it-all. At all. At all. Although I do know a lot. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's yes, re- you do, babe. It is... Um, it's really wonderful to be able to accept your partner and still love them, even though there are things that perhaps trigger you, um, just because that's just the way it is. And it's yeah. really, really empowering, I think, for a relationship to know that certain things or behaviors are just because of their design. And it gives, and also your own design as well, me knowing that I don't have to feel guilty about, you know, when there's a load of stuff that needs to be done, and I fancy a 15-minute power nap. <laughs> yeah. Which in the past would have caused issues when you're like, there's a million things to do. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's, I love that. Like I was saying just the other day to Justin, how it's the simple things that have made really big differences. Like, 
you know, as you guys have heard me say a million times, the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. So we learn through simple lessons, but then it, tran it transmutes into bigger areas of our life. So I want to give you the example of um, for years, for years, I would criticize Justin because I was like, dude, you drive for half an hour and you need a nap. What the hell? Like, I can drive for six hours straight. What, what is going on? And it used to really irritate me. And I would be like, no, you just, you're just thinking it because I was so in the, you know, the, the mindset space. I was like, no, 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 you are just literally, it's your belief system. You believe that you're tired, but you're, you're freaking not. And I think that this is one of the, the little things that really sort of cracked the door open of acceptance because then I could start to say like, oh shit, yeah, you really nap all the time. It's not just with driving and, um, you know, it's those other little things that it's now started to integrate into acceptance, you know, like they seem like silly things like driving in the beginning, but it is that like way we do one thing is the way we do everything, right? Yeah, it is a hundred percent because it means that, you know, when, um, you know, I think we'll get to the, the emotional wave stuff later in the conversation. Go for it. Um, okay. Sorry. You're invited. Just, thanks. I appreciate the invitation. Um, you know, um, I read something recently which talked about um, a post someone had put out there saying, you know, do you, do you and your partner talk about triggers or uh, about the re their reaction? And for us, it's always the trigger. You know, what was the trigger between us or did something trigger us in the past that's, that's brought something up? And in the past, I would have allowed uh, something that triggered M and, and had this allowed her to enter her emotional wave as to sort of raise my eyebrows and be... You know, a typical male that goes, "Oh, what, what do you do?" You know, she's she's being uh, irrational. Here she goes again. Here she goes again. Uh, when really she's just in her emotional wave. And now, I let that roll. Yeah. And 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 it's so much better. Oh my god! But I think the total acceptance of the emotional wave, because I'm the only emotional being in our family, so we as a family talk about my emotional wave and I would say it's not just my acceptance of the wave it's the total family acceptance of the wave because especially in the beginning of my journey I would be I'd be okay with it I'd be like far out it's mechanical but I would still be feeling guilty because everyone else was like huffing and puffing or feeling like they have to um, take care of me or um, they, they're like there's something they have to do about it whereas now like literally they all just get this beautiful little smile on their face and just look at me or look at each other and go she's in her emotional wave what do you need yeah. and and or, or they just leave me alone or, or or we ask how we can look after you we're going to look after you today yeah. what do you need yeah cool just shout out or we just leave you alone we'll just be silent and we can just do exactly that yeah yeah, yeah. i think that that's that's one of the beauties of it doesn't really matter the type but understanding from this place of start to and you know I know you guys hear me say this all the time like find the things that seemingly aren't as important like falling asleep driving like he's never fallen asleep driving ever he just gets drowsy um that don't have a big you know big cross on their back like deal breaker find the little things because when you can start to accept the little things then the big things are much easier to accept and it all kind of just you know rolls in together but I suppose um, one thing I hear a lot, and because I I wonder, and I'd be really curious to hear the feedback from this podcast, because I hear a lot, 
you know, that there are projectors in families similar to ours or even just with a partner that's an MG and they, they can feel quite overwhelmed by their partner's energy. My perception is like you never seem overwhelmed by by my energy anyway. Um, maybe the boys, but do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like when we're all on and <laughs> you're just the projector in the middle? I think that's when I... Um... I'm, de I'm definitely aware of it, um, but it's more that I am able to take a step back and almost switch off from it. Yeah. Uh, and allow that energy just to flow, and I'm, I sort of sit on the sidelines. I don't need to participate in the conversation. I might just be silent, or I might even go and take that time to be in my own space rather than around the three of them that have got this massive energy rolling. I love that. Can I just jump in? Yeah. Because what's so important about what you just said is, I think this is the big difference, is that you do not identify with our energy. And I think this is where a lot of projectors, manifestors, reflectors get caught up, is that they're identifying with their partner or their family energy, meaning that they feel some sort of responsibility or it's their fault, they're feeling guilt, shame, judgment about the energy or the behavior of others, whereas you don't have that. You just literally be like, whatevs you guys knock it out and sometimes I you know sometimes like I was going to say Coop and I but it's all three of us Coop Oscar and I can be a lot energetically um and and what I mean by that is you know when I'm working and when I'm on a creative flow like I am determined like do not get in my way like get the hell out of my way because I am busy I have deadlines or I have boundaries and I'm whatever um Cooper our eldest like when he's on like when his line one is on he's a quad right when he's like in that flow space he's just an unstoppable force um, and you know Oscar's the same and, and Oscar's so determined so when he's determined about something like we just we just I can feel that we take up a lot of energetic space but I think the specific difference is that there is parts of you good old gate 38 the fighter yes that gets dragged into that energy I, there is there, there certainly are t the times um, if that energy gets in a, and if it's a challenging energy we're like if we're all in a car and there's arguments going on I can get sucked into it yeah um, and it's it's often you who pulls me up and will say just just pause you know and so I do and I pause and, and it helps a lot yeah um, but I can't. I, I admit I can get sucked into it. But my my go-to is just to remove myself and just be like in my own space. Yeah, yeah. And I also want to clarify there: it's not a removing yourself um, in an unresourceful way. It's definitely a oh, th this I don't need to be a part of this. And you know, as any parent out there listening, there are times where as parents we need to just let them fight it out, you know, or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about. I think one of the things, one of the real shifts in our relationship um, was not long after I started my human design experiment um, and this moment that I've spoken on the podcast about a lot, how I was like, you took a retrenchment package and I just went, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it. Um, and there'd been so much unconscious because both you and I have been raised by pretty powerful women um, or at least women who believed in equality and that, that you know we definitely d didn't have those old um, or th that old conditioning that a lot of the man goes to work and the woman stays home 
we didn't have a lot of that conditioning or so we thought you know and up until that point we'd been playing out that old paradigm if you like and when I stepped in and said yeah I'll do it I'll take over I really want to you know invest my energy little did I know my sacral you know this passion I have for the work that I do the impact that I want to have in my lifetime you know when we really switched into that where I was the 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 primary breadwinner I mean it's a bit different now but um, and you took a more of a back seat and then especially like this last year you've been like you've been you know dad basically like super dad while I've been working a lot so that we can have a lot of travel time together talk do you want to talk a little bit about your experience of that like actually as a projector taking your foot off the accelerator of the high-flying corporate job working for places like Apple traveling all over the world um, you know doing everything that you know some young boys of our generation would be like that's exactly what I want with the wife at home and the two kids and how when we flipped it we've actually found so much more happiness in that which is very aligned to our design do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah absolutely it's um it's interesting you mention it because um you know recently i've seen um friends in in sydney are um you know getting promoted within their roles and these people i used colleagues i used to work alongside to and one of them's uh, got a promotion where he's heading to uh new york city for the next adventure of his life um, uh, and taking up a new role there, and and the the old me looks at that and goes, oh my god, I should be doing that. I could I could be doing that. And then I reflect on it, and it's only a momentary thing. And I think, I oh, know this is great. What we're doing now, this is great. This suits me, and it suits us far better because before, in the old way of doing things, it's about push, 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 push. And now, I. I, I, um, I go more with flow yeah. and we allow the, the, um, the relationship to flow better, allows functioning family to work better. It, it, it's a much more harmonious um, family environment and relationship between the two of us. Yeah. Uh, ever since I took that step back. And it's, it's really interesting because there's still a lot of uh, ego in there, uh, particularly as a male, you know, you get a lot of you know, I should be doing this and I should be doing that. Um, and then, you know, and a lot of, addressed a lot of it early, early on, you know, as we, you know, take on, you know, the, you know, things like email address with, with your name in it. And it's like, oh, wow, this is, that's challenging. Having your email address as my, as my, as my email address, whereas normally I'm the one with the corporate, you know, Apple email address or Tilstra or wherever, where I've been. Um, and so it's, it's interesting now how much our, our dynamic just sits much better and you only have to step out of ego for half a second to realize that this feels so much better and then not only does it feel so much better but it works so much better and we have achieved way beyond whatever I did in a corporate environment pushing and pushing and pushing as the Western society wants us to push yeah absolutely and so well said and I think a few of the things that you said that I want to pick up on is flow. Like we we live in a flow state now, don't we? Very like, much so, yeah. You know, I, I think about we're going through this process after travelling around Australia, like literally not knowing where we're going to be, you know, two days out. We just lived in this flow state, 
the business completely skyrocketed um, we're on target to do you know just to make absolute massive inroads again this year and although we you know have dreams and we have uh, set our intentions and we have you know goals it's not like it used to be it's not pushing at all it's not sitting down and budgeting and planning and what we do now is we're so much um, in in our alignment in our flow state you know following the, the clues from the universe I think that's a big thing as well like I think um, as much as understanding each other's design is really important I think one of the challenges that a lot of people have is that they're not on the same level when it comes to energy to the woo to the universe whatever you want to call it um, you know right now as we speak where we haven't found a house yet and I tell you what anyone that we share that with they're like oh my god it's this and oh, aren't you worried about that and what about this and what about that and we're like nah like if we haven't found it yet it's because there's something really awesome just around the corner we're sweet and I just feel like and I think last year was a massive um you know support system for this or you know the foundations of this is that we could actually like we couldn't know where we were going what we were doing what we needed like I didn't even know if we'd have internet and I'm running an online business but we just we freaking went with it we trusted the process we trusted the universe we read the external clues and like you said it's the feeling state it's coming from that feeling state instead of the the thinking state that's made a massive difference and um, yeah I think that's really really cool anything you want to add to that um, so the thing that's come up for me uh, as you've said that is really what's another thing that's massively helped us I believe is learning to live by my strategy and wait for invitation you know I know in the past I've jumped in and it's, it's a typical again coming back to that masculine that male trait of wanting to jump in and fix something instantly you know to be your knight is what I want to do all the time and now I sit back and wait because you're a an immensely powerful, yeah. amazing. I don't need a freaking night. You do a bit, but I'll take it yeah. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that that for me has been massively a game changer because I, I also I try uh, to do it with the kids. I do it a lot more consistently with you. With the kids, I tend to be uh, a bit more pushy, um, but still listen for the invitation at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a great thing. Like talking about strategy, I believe in relationship. Like both strategy and authorities played out a massive, a massive part as well. Um, having three MGs, the informing piece. Like we've all practiced informing a lot um, in our family, and you know, Justin being a, a you know a line two, as well as well, he's a six two. But even when he was on the roof like he's definitely you're definitely energy's being called out so much so you're definitely on your way back out but between that and the line two and being a projector like there was so many times and even sometimes now when it seems like it doesn't matter that you go quiet or you don't tell us what's going on or whatever and the three of us just flip out like we just can't handle it and it could be something as simple as who's on dishes you know and the three <laughs> mgs are just like you're standing next to the Oh, the roster, just tell us. And you're like, in your head, you know what it is that you don't share. But especially on the bigger things, we've been so conscious of, um, 
strategy and authority and really trusting that process again I think that's where you know one of my pet peeves is things like astrology that says well this star sign and that star sign they're not compatible like that bullshit I want to blow up because it's such crap I mean I don't think we're compatible from an astrology point of view a Capricorn and a Piscean um, but you know that's to me as a behavioralist and also an energy expert with human design I say fooey to that because what it's actually about is it comes back to strategy and authority no matter your type your or your profile your um, definition your across your freaking anything if you're in alignment with your strategy and your authority and you're listening to it then you're going to end up with the right person I mean I know for me that it was human design that played such a big role for me in um, in our relationship and really taking our relationship to the next level and healing our relationship because on reading about you know when the line sixes they're here to find their their soulmate but if they get into this relationship too young they project all their shit onto their partner and then they you know being their partner can be really challenging and that can be um, you know tick massive, tick 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 yeah tick all of the boxes on there I know yeah, like yeah, 100%. tickety tick 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 yep yep and you know that would that for me was just like holy shit that made so much sense but the other part for me and you know I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast before like this much specificity but um, you know one of the big things for me when we went through our biggest challenges that is was that I would check in with my authority every single day I'll be like is this the day that I'm just I'm out I can't do this is this the day and my authority always was just like nope 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 and you know I now look back and go fucking hell like I didn't listen to my head I didn't listen to my belief systems I didn't listen to society I didn't listen to my rude next-door neighbor that thought she knew everything you know I listened to my truth my authority and so did you and we now get to be one of what I believe is the very rare few that have the real deep love you know soulmate love best friend forevers yeah because we've face down the dragon but it's human design that really helped me navigate that massive dragon enormously and if we hadn't had human sign i i don't think we would have got through it as, as strong we may have done but i don't think we would have got through it as strongly as we have done um, yeah i reckon a large part as well because yeah. you were really in your head about everything yeah, and and one thing that we haven't talked about is your splenic authority like you know it was the nonsensical shit that you trusted that made the difference, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's the... the <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it, how we use my spleen in the house. Yeah. Um, again, in the relationship, it's, it's helpful, you know? My, you know, it might something, something as small or simple as eating out. And I often will have said in the past, you know, the way I choose from a, a, a restaurant menu is I'll look down the menu, I won't even read it, and I, my eyes will go straight to one thing, and I'd say maybe nine and a half times out of ten, it will be a vegetarian option. Um, not, I'm not a vegetarian, but it typically is. But AB um, blood type, so... Uh, yeah, AB blood type, so that suggests... Vegetarian. That vegetarian, occasional meat. Um, and sometimes I'll say to M, this is... this. My spleen's telling me, you should eat this... Yeah, know? yeah. And you'll look at it and go, oh, okay, okay, all right. Well, I'll give it a go. And and it's often right, you know. It's yeah. really it's really useful 
Uh, it's so useful. And, like, there's times like that I'm literally like, no, like, the MG in me, don't tell me what to do. I don't want to do it. Um, I think it just happened the other day. He wanted to go to this cafe, and I was like, mm, I'm not feeling it, whatever. Oh, well, I'm just going to trust you. And it's my favorite cafe, you know, like, and exactly because I'm doing this keto thing at the moment, exactly the meal that I needed was there when I was starving and they were, you know, all of those things. So, yeah, and it's, and it's amazing because we if, talk if, about food a lot. We do, we do, but it's, but I, and I was going to say, actually, it, it's interesting we say that because that you bring that up because we, because we love food, it's really easy for me to translate food into a bigger thing because we use that metaphor or what we understand from that feeling of whatever it is about the food to then translate into other things so if the the spleen is telling to eat a certain thing that's because my body needs it but my spleen also tells me other things so i lean on what that feeling is yeah. in um in when i'm wanting a food or not wanting what my spleen's telling me guiding me to eat something so then my spleen also gives me that same feeling to guide me to do something that might be an action for the business yeah and it might be something i've said something's just come in for me and i need to need to let you know this because i feel that this is something important and sometimes it's interrupting you when you're on the phone with uh taylor or mel uh and and that's helpful yeah because yeah. It, gets, it turns into things in the business that are super helpful for you and but for your there's uh, a whole there's a whole nother level of your spleen as well i just realized as you were speaking is like i get access to it and yeah. a really good um, example of it is when we were in Fremantle and we were told we had to cross a border by a certain time because all the borders in Australia were shutting. I think they're all open now. But um, And I was just like, we've got to go. I don't know why. We've just got to go. And I just had this feeling. Um, and, you know, so we did. And then I felt the same way when we were in Victoria. I was like, no, we just need to get out of here. We just, I just, this is not a place we want to be locked down in. Um, we just need to get out of here um, and I definitely have a lot of intuitive hits but it's really interesting as you speak I think it's the same feeling it's like mm. I'm also receiving your intuitive hits and because I am this highly sensitive person I'm picking up on it and I'm like I'm going we're going and yeah. then my sacral is like it's still a yes and my emotional authority is like you have a green light go ahead so yeah I think that when you are in alignment with your strategy and your authority, it, like all both of you are benefiting from from you know each other's energy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we've been nattering on for about thirty minutes. I know. Is it? I feel like people have come into our, our living room and listened to us just have a bit of a chat. I know. I know. And I'm sure there's things we haven't covered. Um. I. You know what we should cover? We should cover some of the simple things like um you know sleeping a lot of because the old school human design talks about how projectors manifestors reflectors shouldn't share a bed with a defined sacral um well our solution like i've always been and again this has been an area that hasn't really resonated with me as much and i'd love to hear your thoughts on it in a minute because i'm the one who wants to go to bed early and have me time I've always felt like I need to decompress. Like even as a kid, I went to bed at 8.30 um, so that I could just lie alone in the dark. Um, and we definitely, it's its not, it's just, it's not you so much as me that tends to need that, that space. Having said that, 
we also the way we work out because I go to bed quite early you're very like you need that time at night on your own um, so it's not so much the in bed time but it's the you time yeah you're right um, it's interesting as well because I find that when and you're um, the needy cuddly one too yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it, when I um, I do need that time and I definitely feel um, challenged when everyone isn't going to bed on time and I, I just want everyone to go to bed so that I can have that have that space and so if people are, are dragging their heels going to bed or Em's wanting a Cooper. chat and um, or Cooper you know particularly you know as he's getting older he stays up later and later and he, oh, he has to walk to the bathroom another time just to go for a wee yeah yeah because he so, doesn't want to go to bed and so we that's when I become frustrated because I I want that space for me it's where I have my time um, and then I you know I, I get to come to bed a couple of hours later when you've had some space um, yeah, yeah. And the other myth bust I want to do as well, like the other thing that we're not necessarily in alignment with is, um, well, me as an MG, I've always, my entire life, if uh, it will take me an absolute minimum of 20 minutes to fall asleep. Even if I journal, read a book, do all of those things before, but meditate, it's very rare for me to fall straight asleep. Um, and a lot of the knowledge talks about projectors, um, you know, they'll go to bed, but they won't fall straight to sleep well you're the freaking opposite aren't you like you yeah. are head hits the pillow you're out yeah I mean I can I can fall asleep at any time yeah so, you're just yeah. about um, uh, what's that narcoleptic yeah just on, on, narcoleptic on the, on, the, on the scale of narcoleptic yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> um, so that's one thing but we do also I think it helps having an MG and a projector together and I would guess um uh, can, can I just add to please. that? Please. It's definitely easier having a, a projector and an MG together because growing up in a household of three projectors and... Oh, my God. Uh, one, what, poor one poor generator that runs around like a freaking crazy it was, man. It was a house full of everybody knows everything. Oh, God. Um, when, in actual fact, the person who did know everything was the generator, but he was too busy. You know, yeah. My dad running around doing all the jobs um, that... So, so this this energy feels a lot better. It, this feels much more comfortable, you know. And even before we knew how to do human design, it was it felt better. But knowing it and and living in alignment to it really makes it. Oh, I love that. That's really cool. And as you were speaking, I was just sort of feeling into, um, you know, like what what would that be all about? And you're right. It's like living in a house with three projectors you've got I'm pretty sure two splenic I can't remember what your brother is or is he no, splenic as well I can't remember um, but it, it, you know again it's, it's not to say, you, it's not to say they couldn't live together if that if we'd known our human design yeah because there's no would, freaking invitation there's, there's, no, there's invitation. no boundaries there's no. everyone telling each other what to do and what's right and what's wrong yeah um, and yeah like yeah so it would have been I think different had we known but certainly from a, from reflecting on the, in the past it didn't feel as comfortable uh, whereas if you uh, were all really just empowered to be wise in your own right yeah it would have been really different yeah 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 and you know it's really interesting as well even looking at the dynamic of your dad 
who like literally this is a, a man who has been chased down by Mensa like the guy's so freaking intelligent yet he's not necessarily um what's the word like I revere him for his intelligence but your family are like oh yeah that's just Barry so I think that there's also there's a real cerebral vibe in your home as well yes yeah uh, so with true. your family yeah so um I can't remember what I was going to say, but I also think ah oh, the the other thing that I was going to say about the energy about having a projector and an MG together, especially and and I think this would be the same for manifestors and um, projectors together, is that because an MG or a, a manifestor needs their own space, like we need our own space, we're energetically independent, we want to go and do our own things, that does create the space for a projector. I think the in a resourceful way, that's what works in our relationship and that's what energetically would work in, in many relationships. I think on an unresourceful scale, what that could look like, um, and dare I say, I'm going to use my parents as an example, where there was an MG and a projector, and the projector was just needy, like always needed to come home and have conversation with my dad who didn't say boo, you know, like my mum always needed conversation she always needed recognition she always needs to be seen heard valued it's always about her um whereas you know my dad's just like he was super happy to sit in a room and read a book um or you know whatever it might be so i think in an unresourceful way it, it can be uh, potentially a codependent kind of arrangement um but again this is the survey of what three families so what am I to know? It's just to share some of those stories. Um, anything else you want to add on that? No. No, I don't think cool. anything else to add on that. So I think one thing I want to add that's been um, – that I think is really important to understand, if you are a projector in a relationship with any type, um, and I think you touched on it about the invitation, is, you know, learning that – your wisdom will be seen and being patient with it um, because I know for me personally that as and, and I'm a line three so I'm an, a line three manifesting generator so I need to make mistakes but I need them to be my mistakes so really being um, you know patient or it's not really the word but being conscious <clears throat> to let your partner go about their their life and make mistakes. I, I hear you, so if I can jump in here. Yeah, go for it. Um, I think that what happens is that my awareness of your design allows me to take a step back and pause rather than jump in straight away, whether that's informing, whether that's fixing a situation, but allowing you to be and discover for yourself allows us to have a better relationship because it's allow empowering you to be you yeah um, and then and then by invitation I can then come in yeah mm. and if, if I'm not invited you know I think I hear a lot of projectors say oh but what if I don't get an invitation ask for one <laughs> so you know if I, if I know the if I see frustration with you and you're, you're, you're having a challenge with things you, you can't get to the bottom of it I say to you can I offer some advice here? And you'll say, please do. Yeah. Um, or even if I'm really resistant, like this is the other thing I love, like 
sometimes I can be like, my sacral says no. But this is a time where I'm, you know what? He's a freaking projector. I'm going to value that you have wisdom to, to give. And maybe it's not my sacral, it's my ego. Um, so I think it, that goes both ways because I know that I, you get a whole lot more invitations these days than you ever used to, for yeah. sure. Because, um, you know, now, you, and I mean, I've done a lot of healing my own ego so that I don't feel like it's that you know, being told what to do or being bossed around or any of those things. It's actually coming from a resourceful place now, not an ego place. Yeah. But there is a whole lot more invitations because I really value, respect and see your wisdom. Um, and, and vice versa. Can I just add as well, there's a lot of this has been about the projector, but can I also say something that we do uh, quite regularly because I can often get stuck in my head once I've once I've got that that one time ask of my spleen and I haven't heard it or I haven't listened, I'm like, oh, shit. What does what do we where do we make the decision here? And so I'll go to you and I'll say, what what do you what's your read on this? Can you can you please sleep on this and tell us in the morning what you think what direction we should go with this? Yeah. Which is amazingly helpful because yeah. it's it's a it gives us space to be able to allow something to to come forward rather than force it at the moment in that in that moment or have an answer there and then in, yeah. in that place I think that's such a, a really a really important point as well because I think one thing that it can sound like is that you know like projectors are the only wise ones and that's freaking not true no. at all um, we all have our own sense of wisdom um, we are all uniquely wise and perfect the way we are um, and you know there are times that my intuition or my gut or my emotional authority definitely like will override something that Justin tells me and I'll be like no I just fucking know it and I'll be right um and you know one of the things that I've learned about myself recently is that I'm a highly sensitive person and so my into that's why my intuition is so turned up to high um so one thing I don't want you to think is that okay well I'm in a relationship with a projector so they're like they're just wiser than me that's not true at all and at any point um, and I think this is something that we've healed whether it's consciously or unconsciously in our relationship at, at, at one point or another in our relationship in the early days both of us would, would be in the position where we thought the other one was better than us or um, too good for us or something where we would put ourselves down because we both have um, we both have the um, dysfunctional attachment styles so that that was a part of our story whereas today neither us thinks one of us is better than the other what we what we both do is empower each other to step into who we are our authenticity our truth I know for me is especially as the more I grow the more I um, lean into my power like you see me like you and I will often say like no 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 you're just too kind or you're too you know whatever but the things that you've said about me and where I'd be or what I could achieve or what I could do like the last two years I'm like holy shit like you were on the money so I think a large part of all relationships no matter the type is really valuing yourself, your wisdom, and valuing the wisdom and your partner for who they are um, without judgment, expectation, any of that. Like throw all the bullshit ego stuff out and do the healing like us. Like if, you have, if you're lucky like us and we had one each of the um, uh, 
the um, dysfunctional attachment styles. But ultimately, if you value the wisdom in you, then you will value the wisdom in your partner. And it doesn't matter what type or profile or authority you are, you, we all have equal wisdom to bring to a relationship. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, I think, you know, you can you can see with any, if put any pair pairs together, or even if it's two projectors together or two MGs together, you know, you, you can see how they could work well together because you just look for the strengths and, and rely on that strategy and authority because it just works it just works yeah it just works because your strategy and authority got you there in the first place yeah. the other thing that let's have a quick chat about um, seeing as we didn't finish the po- podcast 15 minutes ago when we were sort of winding it up um, is for those HD geeks out there that are probably can um, curious about our connection chart so our connection chart um, is when you put my design together with Justin De- Justin's design what do you get um, so we are a 7 and 0. Um, no, what is it? Uh, 7 and 2. Oh, I can't remember the, the thingo. Um, what to do, that's it. Seven, we're a 7 and 2, what to do. So what that actually means is that we have 7 centres defined together um, and then we have 2 undefined centres together. Um, in the old school um, knowledge, they say that the, the, the ideal is an eight and one. So you, you have one undefined center. Um, so you have one focused growth area and the growth area is an undefined center um, and the rest is defined. Now, the more I learn, the more I work with couples um, the, and basically experiment and test all of this knowledge, I think it's again I don't think it's as black and white as that I really don't so where are seven and two what to do and what that means is that we have between us we have uh, an undefined head and undefined G center Um, so the head center means that together a large part of our relationship will be about inspiration and asking questions Um, this will be a place where there'll be a lot of growth because there'll be lots of confusion there as well you know um and then the other place is because i think we've both got wide open g centers so we've got an undefined g center um and as much as the head center is a little bit of a um oh what's the word like um enigma like we're not really sure what is the head center and what is the ajna we're actually i'm just about to run panels in hdx starting i think wednesday um on the head center so that we can get to the bottom of some of this but I'm not really sure how that's influenced us too much, but with a G center, like lovability, direction, um, higher self, spirituality, you know, all of these things in our relationship, like it's been the biggest themes of our relationship, hasn't it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know, like, so in our connection chart, it definitely shows us that that was the, you know, like, what does love mean to us? Like, and we definitely have gone through that process of being highly conditioned to have a relationship that looks a particular way to a way that we've created a relationship and love and how we love each other is completely our way. It's unique. Um, um, and we've tried, you know, we've, we've tried all sorts of things to get to here. Mm. So it definitely represents our connection chart. Yeah, it definitely does. Do you want to add anything on that? 
I think my projector's getting tired and I'm still blah, 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 blah. And his, his eyelids are getting slow. Um, and I suppose with the head center as well, one thing for us that's a huge growth area is we're both avid learners. We just like, we can't sit still. We always have to learn something new. So I'd say that's probably the other area within our relationship that is probably our biggest growth area. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we definitely both, you know, you are very formal and structured in your learning. I tend to want to learn something new about 10 or 20 times a day. Yeah. Yeah, classic. Takes after me. Takes uh, not after me. You, you... Follow your lead. It's on. all the MG energy in the house. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah. So, that is really our relationship. That is how this projector and manifesting generator work together. And I'm sure there's more, but I'm not kidding you. He's literally about to fall asleep. Yeah, it's time for a nap. <laughs> all right everyone thank you so much for joining us i trust that was useful um let me know um if you have any further questions if you'd like to hear from another couple because i think i'd like to hear from another couple out of curiosity um yeah but that's it for today thanks for joining bye for now thanks everyone for being here all the way to the end of the podcast i hope you got lots of value out of it I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.